The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed in the following program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. The horses are at the gate. Welcome to Winning Ponies with Ed Meyer. With the weekend coming up, this is the spot to be for news, handicapping, and spotlights featuring the winners behind horse racing today. Now, here's your host, Ed Meyer. And good evening and welcome to Winning Ponies. I'm Ed Meyer. Thank you for taking the time to be with us tonight as we talk about this sport of kings. Here each and every Thursday, 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 Pacific, depending on what side of the coast you live on. Once again, thanks for joining us. Without you, it just wouldn't be any fun. Weekly exotic update for winning ponies. For winning ponies, it continues to grow and is currently up to $10.2 million in growing for the year. Is that incredible or what? (laughs) You could have a piece of the pie if you were on board. And if not, it is never too late. Dial up winning ponies, take a look. Take a peek, Ski, at what is going on. I don't think you're going to be disappointed whatsoever 10.2 million dollars on the exotics wow that's pretty good that is pretty pretty good i know a whole lot of racetracks that uh don't pay out at that kind of clip testimonials they keep coming in it is good as always to hear from you people are coming they're calling they're dropping us a line we love to hear from you Give you a little Harris G from Brooklyn, New York on a Sunday. Cash is a $1 pick three for over 1000 bucks. A little dollar pick three. Hit the pick three at Belmont. He's just give us a little, hey, what's going on? How you doing? Had it for a buck. You cashed in for over a grand. Good job. Good job, Harris G. Taking it down from Brooklyn, New York. I don't think you're going to be disappointed. You take a look at the site. Take a look at what we're all about. Drop us a little testimony, and then you'll have a a sweet-looking lid to be sporting around in. Every time I put mine on, people ask me, how can they get one? Especially the horse players, that is. If you're not a horse player, eh, you may not like winning ponies that much, or you might like the hat anyway. But the lid is all yours just for dropping us a testimonial. Harris G., thanks. Hope you're around for a long period of time and taking a little piece of that $10.2 million exotic pool. and. All the whips and all the big day, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Harris, keep on rolling as well as everybody else is. Testimonials, we love to hear from you. We got our biggins. Yep, biggins, good stuff. That is where we talk about how we are doing for the the week, the days leading there up. What's happening tonight? We're going to have a recap of last week's races. We're going to kind of keep you up to score, let you know what is happening. In case you missed out on the action or, or if you just need a little refresher course. Everybody needs a little refresher course, no matter how good or what you want to remember, especially now. You don't want to miss any part of the refresher there. Then we're going to be talking some sheets about winning pony sheets, news and stories from racing, 
And this week's special guest is Mr. Jim Goodman from Keeneland, Simulcast Operations Marketing Manager and one of the good guys. Mr. Jim Goodman is going to be joining us in segment number two. Then final furlong handicapping with yours truly. Even going to give out a Keeneland pick four. And actually, last week I called out an $81 ticket that was actually just 54 I left one out. It did not hit. But this week is a little different. I have an $81 ticket, or it's a 50-cent variety. It's only going to cost you $40.50. But I've got it locked, loaded, and ready. And we're also going to be talking to Jim Goodman. Who knows? He's a handicapper as well. He might even have a horse for you. If you're nice, maybe he'll throw one out to you. Winning pony sheets, they're easy to use. Have an updated tote board, just like being at the track. All tracks are covered. And I mean all tracks. That's the best part about it. You know, they're just not New York, Kentucky, California, or Arapaho-based. They cover all tracks. You're only going to be charged for the races that you use. And when I say this, say about halfway through the car, say, you know what, boss let me off early. I want to download some information here, and I want to do some playing. I want to be at the track, the OTB, online, whatever the case may be. For each winning credit is $0.75. Cents. Takes X amount of winning credits, and you'll see that for each track, but only the winning credits needed for the remainder of that card that you select, you'll be charged for. Some and most sheets, and I'm going to lean towards most sheets, they charge you full money price if it's one race or ten races, but not winning ponies. Only for the races that you use. Kind of nice. I kind of like that. Ability for change-up tabs right now, especially if you're going to play Keeneland these next couple of days. Weather has been dicey all October long, and there has been rain sweeping through the Commonwealth of Kentucky. Maybe we can get a little weather update from Jim. Jim's just going to be a wealth of information this week. Good guy, going to be a wealth of information. You know what? I've got to put that down. Weather report from Jim. Ability, you can change up the tab. Say you went in with a fast track, with a poly track, it's always going to be fast. But with the turf, today was yielding. Tomorrow might be a little better, or it could be a little worse. But you can change up the tabs, especially the winning bonus. It makes it kind of nice. Icons. The icons, three-year-olds and upward, has improved. Change of equipment. Monster workout. I love the little icons because they actually kind of you know, set off that little alarm in my head. Hey, I need to be looking at this. Hey, I need to be looking at that. Helps with my handicapping. It's very easy to use. The full expanded PPs, just like the program or the form, whatever you're using. And then the best part here I really like is there are speed ratings. They have a rating for the race that they're actually going to run in, a race for the last three, and if they are on the turf, they have a turf rating. Easy to use. And I think once you actually take a look at it, you will agree. In fact, you will agree. I guarantee you're going to agree. Let's talk about some biggins real quick here. Just a little recap of some of the biggie bigs. October 23rd, Lone Star, race number four, Superfecta. Get a load of this. 89,601.60. Nope, we're not pulling your leg. Go back and take a look. You'll see it. Beulah Park, October 28th, race number six, Superfecta Key. 69,563.20. Beulah Park? How did they come up with this? My goodness, 69,000 at Beulah Park. It's got to be a record. Laurel, October 22nd, race number five, a Superfecta, 
Mountaineer, October 23rd, race number five, a Superfecta, 16,184.40. Penn National, October 24th, race number nine, a Superfecta, 12,336.20. We're going to round it out with Golden Gate, October 24th, race number five, Super High Five, 9,227. Even pretty nice scores. Pretty nice scores. Speaking of pretty nice scores, we actually have Jim Goodman on home. We're going to get to him in our second segment. He's our special guest of the week. But remind you, me, and especially as Jim may be listening, weather report from Jim, hot horse from Jim. He's a handicapper, and he knows how the track plays. So don't let me forget there. And especially since Jim is on board, now we got him thinking. Now we got him ready to roll, but we're going to get him in the second segment. Let me give you a quick recap of last week's action. Belmont Park, October 24th, made of the mistakes, a mile on the dirt. 100000 up at Belmont Park, up for grabs. The two mineralogists, Kent DeSorma, wins by three quarters. And Lake Brose broke slow and pinched, paying 320 to win for John Kimmel. Kent D, frequent flyer. Keeneland, Belmont, you name it, he's there. Big day up in New York. It was, it was all about New York bread day. Belmont Park in the seventh race of Sleepy Hollow Stakes. Yep, it's Halloween time. Mile on the dirt, 100000 up for grabs. Number four, Fenway Faithful, Ramon Dominguez in the Irons. Wins by a length. Kept to task, paying twenty one forty to win. Richard Violet Jr. is the trainer. Ramon Dominguez. Boy, is this guy good. The Iroquois Stakes, race number eight, October 24th. Seven on the dirt. The winner is number 10, rightly so, Ramon Dominguez again. Wins by two and a quarter lengths, dug in in, in deep and prevailed, paying twelve twenty to win for Anthony Dutro. I'm telling you what, watch out for Domingos and the Dutro boys. Deadly combination. Belmont Park race nine, the Hudson Stakes six on the dirt, 125k up for grabs. Winner of the one, driven by success. Driven by success, Ramon Domingos again. Yep, you can light it up. Wins by three. Drew clear on the rail, paying $3.70 to win for Bruce Levine. Then on to the Empire Classic Stakes, a mile and an eighth on the dirt, $250,000 up for grabs. Winner number five, Haynesfield. Ramon Dominguez again, three-quarters of a length, fully extended, paying a whopping 11 bucks. Was I asleep or what? I loved Haynesfield early in the year. Loved Haynesfield. For Steve Asmussen, this guy's got more horses than... Carter's has pills. Keeneland, race number nine, the 24th. Alexis Raven run a grade two event. Winner is a three, Satan's quick chick, Leander Gonzalez. If you read a blog, I was talking about Leander Gonzalez. This guy is going to be of one of the four to five that I was actually mentioning for riders to watch. Wins his first grade two. Congratulations, Leandro. Squeezed and steady, still wins by a half a length, paying forty-eight eighty for Eric Reed, who's actually one of our special guests on this show, Mr. Eric Reed. Grade two in the, in the Raven Run, beautiful, beautiful work. Oak Tree Santa Anita, race number eight. The Rams are senior handicap, grade three, one mile on the turf. Winner number ten, April Pride, Garrett Gomez, between the ears, winning by a length and a half. Weighted split foes and was very game. 1780 to win for James Cassidy. Then we go into race number eight, the Rudin Riddle on the 25th. One and a half on the turf, a mile and a half that is. 125,000 for grass. Black Mamba, Robbie Alvarado at Keeneland. Black Mamba, Alvarado wins by a length and a half. Stalk cleared and held, paying 520 for John Sadler. 
And that kind of gets you caught up to last week's action. In fact, if you were not available, you missed out on some terrific racing. New York had, had a great day. It was all about New York breads. Keeneland always has a great day. I mean, even the weather, somebody didn't sell their soul this meat, and there's going to be heck to pay. But I'm telling you what, a bad day at Keeneland sure beats a good day at work. And that, in fact, we love because, actually, I was there yesterday. Yep, I was there yesterday. Don't tell the boss. A little bit of news in the world of racing. Kentucky 2010 racing dates request down about 25%. Change is going to come, and it is not all going to be good. Not that they had a little choice, Kentucky Horse Racing Commission Committee will recommend further cuts to the state's racing schedule in 2010. Hate to hear that. Turfway reduces dates from 114 down to 81 in 2010. Track will cut most of its dates in January, February this year, shifting down to a three-day week. And then, wow, Friday through Sunday. It's going to be hard to believe for all these years. And then back in March, they go to four days a week. Churchill Downs reduced his requested dates, 73 dates in 09 to 62 for 10. I hear that. Churchill Downs Racetrack President Kevin Flannery said the track will not run on Wednesdays during its spring-summer meeting will eliminate the Tuesday card for the Kentucky Derby presented by Yum Brands, grade one week. Also, the track will eliminate a single Tuesday card from its fall schedule, often contested on Election Day, which was one of my favorite days. Actually kind of sneaked down there and, you know, Get a little game on. Ellis Park's dates for request was down 48 last year to 27 for 2010. Oh, man, that just hurts to even hear this. Keeneland Race Course applied for 32 dates. Kentucky Downs plans to race four dates. That kind of gives you a little barometer and compass on what is going on in Kentucky. Not all good. Not all good at all. But you know what? Maybe things are going to be looking... It's time to head out to our first break. When we return, we're going to be having our special guest this week, Mr. Goodman from Keeneland. But you're only going to hear it if you stay tuned for more Winning Ponies. To the room, passing out hundred dollar bills, and it kills, and it thrills like the horns on my Silverado. Your internet flagship station for sports. Sports. And they're off. What? Can't make it to the track? You can still get all the action with winningponies.com, the home of Horstradamus, handicapper extraordinaire with the most accurate predictions on thoroughbreds, porters, and Arabian horses at most American and Canadian tracks. Whether it be the Triple Crown, Breeders' Cup, Travers, Haskell, or your daily races, don't worry. Let winningponies.com make some money for you. Imagine a family that was almost fed by neighbors who almost volunteered to help them out. Almost volunteered to give them their first hot meal in weeks. Almost volunteered. But as anyone knows, when it comes to giving, almost doesn't count. Don't almost give. Give. Give of your time, your money, your kindness. To find out how, visit our website at don'talmostgive.org. This message brought to you by the Ad Council. Hi, Jessica. Hi, Mrs. Johnson. Is Megan there? Sure. Follow me. The kids are in the kitchen making sandwiches. <laughs> hey, Julie. Hi, Jessica. Hi, Megan. Hey, Megan. Yeah? You're a total freak. 
God, you're ugly. And dumb. <clears throat> oh, and your makeup makes you look like a tramp. Oh my God. Tommy Morris told me you guys made out. Everybody knows. The whole school knows. He said your breath smelled like garbage, and he almost puked. <clears throat> he says you're the most desperate girl he knows. And that dress is totally hideous. You look like a big, fat clown. Disgusting. Oh, and by the way, nice zit. If you wouldn't say it in person, why say it online? Delete cyberbullying. Don't write it, don't forward it. For more information, visit ncpc.org. A message from the U.S. Department of Justice, Crime Prevention Coalition of America, National Crime Prevention Council, and the Ad Council. Now, Mrs. Johnson, before we close on your mortgage loan, I want to make sure you remember Mike. Hi. You can trust me. I'm African-American, just like you. So, here's the low monthly payments and interest rates we promised, and here's where they triple. The rest of this stuff is just here to make sure that we get your house when you can't pay us back. What a lovely house. Predatory lenders are never this easy to spot. Call us at 866-222-FAIR and protect yourself with the facts. A public service announcement brought to you by the National Fair Housing Alliance and the Ad Council. school to the pros we, we cover everything let your voice be heard voice america sports you're tuned in to winning ponies with your host ed meyer got a tip for us need a tip from us if you want to talk with Ed or his guests, the phone lines are now open toll-free at 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. Or you can send an email to ed at winningponies.com. Now back to Winning Ponies with Ed Meyer. And welcome back once again to Winning Ponies. I'm your host, Ed Meyer. In a second segment time, and each and every week, Winning Ponies is pleased to have on our special guest of the week, and this week is no exception as we are honored to have on one of the key cogs of Keeneland and a true measure of a gentleman, Mr. Jim Goodman. Good evening, Jim. Hello, Mr. Meyer. How are you today? I am very fine, sir. How is it down in beautiful Lexington? Well, it was beautiful today. It was uh, 66 and partly cloudy, which uh, we'll take given the, the weather we've had for the first 14 days of the meet. So we're winding down. We've got two more days. Uh, tomorrow looks like it's going to be a decent day. Saturday may be a little bit of a washout, but... Uh, uh, two more days, we've had a very successful meet from a handle standpoint, from a quality standpoint, and uh, it's a lot of fun. Can't believe it's almost over. You know, uh, just about the time when, hey, I'm really enjoying it, it's over. You know, I was telling somebody the other day, I said, uh, I think they used to be open 15 days when I was in college, and somehow I got to enter 19 times. Now, I, I, I'm not really <laughs> good at math, Jim, but how in the heck did I pull that off? I, that's a <laughs> special talent of yours, Ed. I'm sure you were able to do that. I'm telling you, I, I could butcher it up, and uh, but I remember going down. I would actually arrange, especially in the fall time, I would arrange my classes. I'd start early, and uh, by uh, by uh, 10 to 10.50 or 11, 11.50, depending on what I had, I mean, I would bolt, just like the uh, University of Kentucky students do, but I was shooting from northern Kentucky, and uh, I'd always make it for the double, which was the important part down at Keeneland. Jim, I'd like to thank you for being our special guest of the week, and uh, thank you for giving us the weather report. I heard you... You, I know you heard me begging for that, and thank you for our listeners on that one. Jim, as a man in racing in one of the most prestigious tracks in America, how did you find yourself around the most exciting sport around? 
Well, I kind of lucked into it, Ed. I uh, I used to be a state government employee in my previous life, and I uh, my wife is amazed that I get paid to go to the racetrack now. It's, uh, <laughs> it's, it's a nice nice thing to have a salary to go over there, and uh, uh, it, I don't have to make a living at the windows, even though I, I enjoy doing that. It's uh, McKeelan is a great place. Uh, you know, I know it's one of your favorite places, and uh, it's a, it's a special place in the spring and fall. I think it's it's that way because we do only run 17 days or 19 days or whatever you called it in the in the college days but we run 15 or 16 days in the spring and 17 days in the fall uh the quality of racing is very good the horses come from all over and i was hearing you do on your earlier segment some of the big payoffs that uh the other tracks had even at Beulah park and even though our favorites have been winning at like a 32 33 percent clip which is normal we've had some huge super effective payoffs with some bombs running behind those horses Yesterday, I was fortunate enough to go down. Something I love about Keeneland, you guys are so innovative, and, and you play such a big role in this. Uh, it, it was actually the, the Wednesday contest for $10. I mean, tell our listeners a little bit about the, uh, the little $10 contest that actually can pay off pretty good. Yeah, did you qualify yesterday, by the way? Uh, yes, I did. I, uh, okay, that good. was me for third. <laughs> I was $6 out, Jim, for first, and uh, actually I – Made an error in the eighth race, but hey, you know what? Okay. It's all good, and and I guess I'll see you in the Tournament of Champions on the twenty first of November. Yeah, that's what we do with a, these little ten dollar uh, contests we have each Wednesday of live meet. We do it in the spring and the fall, so we normally have three Wednesdays, and we qualify the top ten people for our Tournament of Champions, which is in, uh, this year's in November twenty first. It's either the third or fourth Saturday in November, and that's a. Uh, kind of a year-end tournament that we give as a, as a prize to those people who qualified for not only those live beat handicapping contests, but also, as you know, we do turfway handicapping contests in the winter on Friday nights, and we do Ellis Park and Churchill handicapping tournaments in the summer. So anyone who qualifies throughout the year, we give them a free entry into the Tournament of Champions, and then those people play for a chance to go to Vegas to play in the Coast Casinos Championship in January. So it's kind of a... More than anything, it's a it's a gift to our players, something that we do in appreciation for their support year-round. And we charged you 10 bucks yesterday to get in. We gave 100% of it away. So I think we had 280 entrants yesterday, something like that. So we gave back $2,800 to the players. It was a very nice contest, as always. Keeneland puts on nothing but the best of shows for every listener out there that plays in the contest. They also have two NTRA contests. They have one in the summer and one in, I believe, December, Jim? Right, December fifth is this year. We have uh, we have it on the first Saturday in December. Then Turfway follows us up on the uh, on the Sunday following that, and we'll have three hundred fifty to four hundred entries. It's one of the last chances for the people in the NHC Tour to get points, and also it's the last chance qualifier for the uh, championship in Vegas in January. Always a good time, and Keelan puts on nothing but the the greatest of shows. If there was ever a contest that you want to put on your bucket list. Make it Keeneland. Jim, Keeneland is a wonderful experience, and, and even for those at an OTB or on, you know another track, the experience is just super, super sweet. Not long ago, Keeneland was awarded a very, very prestigious national award. Right. Uh, for two years in a row, we won the simulcasting award at the uh, uh, simulcasting conference this year. It was in Saratoga Springs, and uh, the guys that can take credit for that are G.D. Hieronymus and our broadcast team. We've done some innovative things with I'm sure if you play at an OTB that has high-def TVs, we're putting our signal out in full high-definition. And if you've seen the Keeneland signal this fall, you have seen some incredible autumn colors in the backdrop of the, of the horses. And we've got a great place to showcase, and we've got some 
really find people who do a good job of the simulcasting um, product. And we, we feel very proud. We, we've always tried to be on the cutting edge uh, of technology. We've always tried to make our signals stand out from the others that are available out there. And we're the only track in the country right now that has full high-definition cameras all the way around the track. We did that in 2006 when we put our polytrack in. And Churchill Downs does a high-definition uh, uh, simulcast feed also. Uh, but So the, the two Kentucky tracks are pretty much out there when it comes to high definition. And if you've ever watched a race in high definition, you can tell a, a huge difference. And I think that's one of the reasons that our signal in OTBs and uh, ADWs this year is, is so good. G.D. Hieronymus, uh, a true gentleman and a, and a very hands-on man. You'll see him down in the paddock when they're doing the paddock show with Mike Battaglia. And uh, I heard they let a really good-looking gentleman actually accept the award this year. Uh, I don't know who that was, but I got to accept the award because I was in Saratoga for the uh, for the conference, and it was uh, it's a lot of fun. I don't I don't get much credit for the simulcasting broadcast uh, production, and but I was happy to get that for GD, and he's a he's a great addition to the Keeneland team, and uh, you can see it every day, and if you're watching our simulcast feed. And, in fact, you do. Yesterday I, I had a blast. I was watching it on the, the middle screen right up on the toad board. And, uh, and, I mean, toad board, I mean, that doesn't even do it justice. I mean, it's just a gorgeous, gorgeous piece right in the infield. And, actually, there was a, it was a beautiful, almost uh, apple red. Right. And it was just gorgeous, and it just stood out. It almost looks like, gee, they must have just put this up and painted it. It was just <laughs> that gorgeous. That's the tree that's uh, adjacent, if you really see it, in the seven furlong when they're coming out of the chute. And there was somebody in the uh, uh, in the paddock yesterday watching it on the TV above the paddock, and they couldn't figure out where the tree was. I said, well, just watch where the horses are coming from. It's actually adjacent to the seven furlong chute, and there's also a, a huge, I guess it's a burning bush, in the middle of the infield where the old lake used to be. So uh, it, it's uh, it's pretty spectacular. We've got a great product to work with, so it's not hard to make it look good. I'll tell you what, it, it is beauty personified, and uh, you have the best, uh, the two best months of the year when the, the foliage is in bloom, and then when, when spring and, and life, is in sp- life is coming into its, uh, its new beauty for the spring, and, the, and the, uh, the babies are actually prepping up for the derby. It's always a lot of fun down at Keeneland. Jim, I, I made mention in the first segment there, Thoroughbred Times this week reported the racing dates are down 25%, and Kentucky is taking a huge hit. We have. Um... But, but you know, Ed, it's not all bad news. I mean, one of the things that Turfway, when you look at their numbers, uh, their, their biggest cuts are in January and February. They went from five days a week to three days a week. Uh, there was some concern with, in Kentucky, of course. We can't get the Slotsville passed, and, and we're competing with West Virginia and Indiana, and the purses have suffered. We're concerned about the quality of racing about the number of horses per race. And I think it was a good compromise for Turfway to come up with three days a week during the wintertime rather than closing down in January or February, which is certainly a possibility. Uh, the Kentucky Horsemen uh, and Bob Elliston worked that out. And I, I really think, as you saw at Ellis Park this summer, when they cut back their dates, their quality of racing increased. And they were actually able to, to be, I would think, fairly profitable on those days they were open. Um, it's always a bad thing to run fewer number of races. But maybe the days of year-round racing, five to six days a week, maybe they're numbered. And, and I hope this experiment works. It's um, uh, Ellis Park, again, is, is going to be open in 2010. And Ron Geary had made uh, statements throughout the, the, the racing press that that was a real possibility that they would close. So I think that's 
a silver lining within that news that uh, Ellis Park is able to stay open. Turfway Park is going to have a full racing schedule. Yes, they're going to be three days a week in January and four days a week in March. Um, but they're still racing, and there's still horsemen that are making their livelihood, and hopefully they'll be able to keep their purses up at a competitive level. You may have touched on something very important there. Sometimes less could be more, especially uh, during these uh, tough uh, economic times, that uh, maybe less could be more. Maybe people could actually start appreciating, and, and uh, we could have that uh, rejuvenation of a fan base. and Maybe they could actually appreciate it even more, but we, we keep our fingers crossed and we, we hope for the uh, hope for the good things, and then who knows what the future holds for alternative gaming, which leads me to the second uh, segue right there for you is uh, alternative gaming is an issue. It's a hotbed of discussion, especially in the state of Kentucky. And, in, and in fact, even if, even if Kentucky were lucky enough to get that, Jim, in your opinion, what other things would be needed to actually kind of dovetail into making that a successful venture? I mean, VLTs are not going to be just the answer. I mean, in your opinion, what else do we need to do? Well, you know, that's a tough question, Ed. Uh, VLTs are a, a fix um, that would supplement purses, and that's where we're struggling so much right now, especially at Turfway Ellis Park. When uh, a horseman can take a horse to Hoosier Park or to Indiana Downs and run for twice the money that he can get at Ellis Park or Mountaineer, and it's, it's a tough drive from Lexington to Mountaineer, it's about seven and a half hours in a horse van, but they do it all the time because you've got uh, extravagant purses up there for the level of horse that you're, that you're running, and it's all due to slots money. So it's, slots are all around us. Um, is it the, the savior of racing? Probably not, but it's, it puts us on a more level playing field. Right now, we're not on a level playing field. We're, uh, we're kind of running uphill, and... Uh, Keenan has had a very successful meet. Churchill Downs did some innovative things with their night racing this past summer. It's not like we're sitting on our hands and trying to, you know, beg for a handout. It's it's more like let's put us on a level playing field. Let us compete with West Virginia. Let us compete with Indiana. And let us, you know, save our signature industry in Kentucky. We're the best place in the world to breed thoroughbred horses. And we we used to be the best place in the world to race them. And, and we need to keep that. You know, there was a couple weeks back, Tom Lamar actually wrote a, wrote an article, and I I don't know you might have mixed feelings about it. It was somewhere along the line Keeneland got cool, and there was once upon a time yeah. there was the old tradition, the old ways. Uh, there was no announcer, and Keeneland has become one of the most innovative factors in racing. I saw Tom at the simulcasting conference and uh, and thanked him for for the writing of that because I think it is accurate. I think since Nick uh, Nicholson became president about seven or eight years ago. Uh, we have looked at different things. We've added wagers. We've uh, we decreased the amount uh, of the base wager on our trifectas and pick fours to fifty cents. Uh, we were one of the first major tracks to do ten cent superfectas, and all those things have helped our handle and they've put more money in in more horse players' hands. Um, you know, Keeneland. I, I remember going to Keeneland when I was a kid, and, and there was no announcer, and there was nothing. You could, couldn't be anything but an exactor or win place show, and. Uh, we still keep that tradition. It's still you still got dressed up to get in the clubhouse. It's still a classy place to go to the races. But we have also, I think, found a good balance between that tradition and actually catering to the horse players. You know, we were named by Horse Players Association of North America last year as the number one track in the nation, and it was basically because of friendliness to horse players, based on takeout, based on wagering menus, quality of racing, and how we treat the customers. And I think. 
that Tom, I think it was a very good article for us. I have no mixed emotions about it. I, I think that we've changed with the times at Keeneland, and I think we'll continue to do that. Better to lean towards safe and sorry. I loved it myself, and Tom Lamar, quite a writer and, uh, and a good friend. And, uh, and I'm glad that uh, you, uh, you felt the same about it because I, I thought it was nothing but complimentary. I have to ask you one final question, Jim, then I'll release you to go home to family. And, and once again, thank you for joining us. Jim, if I may ask you one final question, what advice would you give someone who's fresh out of a racing program such as Louisville or Arizona to get into racing? How should they uh, kind of go about it? Well, I'm, I don't know if I'm the right one to ask that question or not, since I kind of lucked into it after having a career in state parks in Kentucky. But uh, I think you, you hit the ground running. You, you put your resume out there. Um, I told a group of U.K. students in a little uh, seminar I did before the uh, race meet, I said, there's somebody in this room that if you can figure out how to market thoroughbred racing, like the guy who figured out how to market NASCAR and the guy who figured out how to market on poker, uh, there's somebody out there that can get rich, and you can <clears throat> write your own ticket in thoroughbred racing. I don't know who that person is, uh, but maybe there's some people out there that have a vested interest in horse racing that have that ability to get to that those 25-year-olds that are the Internet generation, that are the iPhone generation, that have an interest in horse racing. I still think there's a, there's a good market in horse racing. I don't know how you get, get started. You talk to the communication, communications department. You talk to the racing department, you do internships, and you go from the ground up. But it's a wonderful place to work. It's uh, Keeneland is a beautiful place. There's nothing better than going to the horse races on, <clears throat> excuse me, on a Saturday afternoon and, and enjoying the Kentucky sunshine. And it's, it's there's no place I'd rather be. I know that. You need to ask me one more question though, because I did do a little handicapping while you were. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to pitch it in here, but I didn't have the nerve. Jim, okay. do we have any hot ones for tomorrow? Okay, I got two for you. Later. Uh, here, here's a couple of trends that have been uh, very prevalent in the last couple of days. Uh, the outside has been very good, especially in six furlongs, six and a half and seven furlongs. So the, the inside speed has not been great. Uh, we had a, a sequence today where the, it was a 10-12 exact on the first race, and the 11 horse won the second race, and the 11 horse won the third race. So look at the outside horses, and along those lines, I'm going to give you something in the eighth race. It's a maiden special weight, first-time starter by Al Stahl, with Le Peru up, called Toll. And uh, uh, this filly's out of Giants Causeway. Uh, maybe a little tough getting seven furlongs right off the bat, but uh, worked very good. I like the outside there. There's probably some horses on the inside that are just going to go crazy, go to the lead. You've only got uh, three horses in there that have actually been on the track. And it might be a good exact to put with Burrell, who's, uh, who's had a race over the track. Uh, Burrell's on the 12 Hollins Princess. So I'd do a little exact box, 11-12. And then prior to that, in the fifth race, Le Peru's on a horse called Original Inc. that has a couple of trends in his favor. Um, has raced at Presque Isle, which has been a very good proving ground for Keeneland horses this year, and also had a race over the track and finished second. So the horses that are coming back that ran the first weekend that get another race in have done very well the last week or so. So Original Inc., the four horse in the fifth race, that's Le Peru, and Le Peru on the 11 in the eighth race. How's that? I like that, Jim. I'll tell you what. Not only did we get a little, I'm not going to call it track bias, but uh, it's how it's been favoring and playing out. We also had a double of Le Peru, which you can never get enough of. Jim, on behalf of Winning Ponies, we'd like to thank you for being our special guest tonight. We wish the best to you and yours. And only a couple days left in your meet. First post time tomorrow is? First post time is 105. 
and 105 Saturday and Keeneland is clicking away quick, my friend. It is. Jim, thanks so much for being our special guest. We really appreciate it. Thanks for your insight on Keeneland, the races tomorrow, and thanks for being a true gentleman of racing. You're very welcome. Thanks, Ed. Thank you, Jim. Jim Goodman of Keeneland, one of the good guys, as I always say. As you can see, I haven't met a bad one yet. Well, it's time to head into a break. When we return, we're going to be talking a little bit of news. We're going to be talking a little bit of handicapping. I'm even going to toss me out a little pick for Keeneland, but you're only going to get it here if you stay tuned to Winning Ponies. The fans now have a voice to speak their mind. No holds barred. They need to bench his ass and then move on. I just just think that the coach made a mistake. Crazy. (laughs) NFL, MLB, NBA, NHL. Speak up. Speak up. Or forever hold your mouth. We ain't playing around here. Voice America Sports. What? Can't make it to the track? You can still get all the action with WinningPonies.com, the home of Horstradamus, handicapper extraordinaire with the most accurate predictions on thoroughbreds, quarters, and Arabian horses at most American and Canadian tracks. Whether it be the Triple Crown, Breeders' Cup, Travers, Haskell, or your daily races, don't worry. Let WinningPonies.com make some money for you. I can take care of myself. I can make a peanut butter sandwich. I can brush my teeth, and I can give myself a bath. I can walk home alone from school. I can pick dinner from the trash behind the deli. I can watch the baby for the whole weekend. I can keep a baseball bat by my bed just in case there's trouble. Don't worry about me. I can take care of myself. If you're in jail, who'll be there to take care of your family? Something to think about before committing a gun crime. Gun crimes hit home. This message brought to you by Project Safe Neighborhoods and the Ad Council. There was this house that was almost saved from a fire that was almost put out by people who almost volunteered. As generous a nation as we are, sometimes instead of giving, we almost give. We almost come forward in times of need. Almost. But almost giving is the same as not giving at all. Don't almost give. Give. To find out how, check our website at don'talmostgive.org. A message from the Ad Council. From high school to the pros, we, we cover everything. Let your voice be heard. Voice America Sports. You're tuned in to Winning Ponies with your host, Ed Meyer. Got a tip for us? Need a tip from us? If you want to talk with Ed or his guests, the phone lines are now open toll-free at 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. Or you can send an email to ed at winningponies.com. Now back to Winning Ponies with Ed Meyer. Welcome back once again to Winning Ponies. I'm Ed Meyer. Thank you for joining us. Hope you joined in for Mr. Jim Goodman. As I always say, one of the good guys, and trust you me, he is definitely a gentleman. Good guy. Well-versed in racing. He's one of the assets down at Keeneland, and uh, he's actually a pretty good handicapper. So uh, when he was actually tossing those out there, I hope you were writing them down in pen, because I know I was. I know I was. I like old Jimmy boy. Good guy. 
Let me give you a little news from around the uh, world of racing. Now, I was reading this one here. This is Reuters India. Reuters, excuse me. Reuters India. Yours for 3500 the horsehair fountain pen. This, in my opinion, this is another example of just not getting the point. For those not constrained by the austere times, a, a German luxury goods company is offering a limited edition fountain pen adorned with pleated horsehair starting at 3500 bucks. Faber-Castell, which has been in business since 1761, started its pen of the year in 2002, and each year has used a different type of rare material, including mammoth ivory, 200-year-old olive tree wood, and Indian satin wood. The weaving of horsehair is a highly skilled, intricate art, time-consuming, one of Germany's leading exports in the art. 3500 What are they thinking about? Who's thinking there? Would you do that? If you are, drop us a line on that one. I'd, I'd love to know who's actually going to get one. I think I'm sure it'd be cool to see, but 3500 Come on! I'd lose the damn thing. Who am I kidding? From the Daily Racing Forum, a little information here for you. Betting on jockeys to be available in the Breeders' Cup. Breeders' Cup plans to offer permission bet on which jockey has the most wins in the 14 Breeders' Cup races scheduled for November 6th and 7th next week. At Santa Anita Park, the organization announced on Thursday the field for the wager is yet to be set. The bet would likely have 14 wagering interests, according to Ken Kirshner, the Sumcast consultant for the Breeders' Cup. Isn't that cool? That is really cool. What's next? Highlight or the Cincinnati Kid on hold? Hey, Kid, good evening. Hey, how you doing, Eddie? What's up, my man? Good to hear from you. And I can't call it. I'm just sitting here trying to dig up a winner for you. Hey, man, will you give me $3,500 so I can get one of those horsehair fountain pens? Uh, if I had $3,500, <laughs> I'd find a better use for it than a horsehair pen, my friend. I'm telling you what. Who, who's doing the thinking on that? I don't know. If I had that thing, it'd probably come up missing in five minutes. I saw it. That's what I said. I, I would lose it. As soon as I saw it, I said, you know, that, that you know, everybody's in the texting mode now. I figure that, that fits under WTF for what the... What the fudge? <laughs> I'm telling you, man. $3,500. Exactly. I mean, I would just like to see somebody buy one. I don't want to touch it because that thing would probably fall apart in my hand, then I'd owe you, but I don't know what people are doing. Me but anyway, give us some winners, kid. Okay, I'm going to take you up to Grove City on Saturday. Oh, oh wait, wait. home of the $69,000 payoff this week? Yes, sir. Home of wow. the payoffs. Beulah Park, Grove City. I'm going to take you to race 12 here. The Scarlet and Gray Handicap, and I'm going to go for a bit of a price. I think all the money's going to go on pay the man in this race. So I'm going to take the five Donamore here, Joe Woodard and Yuri Yuranga teaming up. I checked the stats. As of yesterday's card, Joe Woodard is one with 17 of the 35 runners he has saddled at this meet that just started on October 13th. Yuri Yuranga is one with 22 of his 63 mounts there. I think this team is just really popping right now. Donna Moore's been on a little bit of a break. She's a definite horse for course. Nine of her 14 wins coming at Beulah and loves the distance. I think you're going to get a nice price with this team. Let's look for Donna Moore to take the scarlet and gray. I like that. And, you know, you mentioned Yuri Uranga, kid. I think our good friend Johnny McDowan had a little article on about Yuri Uranga's career. Right? He's uh, got win number 1,000 the other week. Had a big five-for-five five day up there. 
Yuri Urenga is really coming around. He's going to be one to watch in the future. Oh, he can knock him loose. I mean, this guy, and he's great. In my opinion, he's great, great on speed. And he actually tortured him during the River Downs meet. So, you know, I I enjoy playing uh, Yuri, especially Woodard came up with Billy Hayes. I I think Billy Hayes has, I think he prints money in his basement. What do you think? (laughs) I don't know about that, but he sure seems to come up with a lot of good ones and a lot of winners, though. Does he ever? I mean, this guy, he can fall into a barrel full of nails and come out with a handful of diamonds. I mean, he is... I mean, I guess the harder you work, the luckier you get. Billy Hayes and Woodard, they are definitely indicative of that. All right, kid, that's one, and I'm not going to settle for just one from you. Okay, I'm going to take you also on Saturday to Keeneland Race 9, the Fayette Stakes here. I just have to take the chalk parading. This thing really loves the Keeneland Poly track. was fourth in the Goodwood out at, at Oak Tree. Ships back to Keeneland should destroy this field. I think seven to five is too good of a price for this horse, actually. Bet early, bet often. Yes, sir. Bet early, bet often. Desormo back aboard. Desormo, I think Desormo fits uh, fits the runner very well, and uh, I think Ken D. In my opinion, that there are certain runners that he really fits, and I think Freddie is actually one of them. I yes, I, I fully agree. And if you get seven to five, I mean, I wish we could actually lock that in somewhere. I wish we could too, man. <laughs> is, is is it does it stop at two or do we have three i just have two this week my friend two is always good hearing from the kid james i greatly appreciate you calling in and uh, dishing out the two i know that uh i'd like to see your percentage on the year i i, I know you have it somewhere but you're modest enough where you wouldn't uh, embarrass me horribly especially uh on the show here and say you know well, i'm in the money uh 82 percent and i have a, a 31 percent uh winning ratio i wish it was that high <laughs> either which way we know that you're trying your best kid hey james thanks for the call all right it was great to see you from you here you as well my friend cincinnati kid uh, he's giving out to winners and and trust me one of the, definitely one of the good guys of handicapping there back on to the news there told you this guy was good Jockey Dominguez shines on New York Showcase Day. What does he do? He guided four winners of the five stakes. Told you he was good. Boy, am I the master of the obvious or what? <laughs> I mean, he just tore them apart. I'm so mad that I missed Hainsfield. I can't, what was I thinking about? There's something I want you to take a look at, and you can find it on Equidaily. It's under Perth now. And it's actually from down under. And Damian Oliver talks about what is needed to stay atop of his game. Jockey, uh, just, just to give you what makes a jockey tick. Uh, some of the things he likes, knowledge, adaptability, concentration, patience, vision, upper body strength, core strength, hips, hands, aggression, legs, toes, balance. It's really a cool article from the land down under. Definitely like that one. Kids giving out winners. Jim's giving out winners. Only at least one person, and I think... The hat sits on me, and it is all up to me if I'm going to pick some winners or I'm just going to go home crying in my tea. Let's start off uh, tomorrow. Let's go to the $200,000 guaranteed pick for Keeneland. Starting race number seven, five and a half on the turf. Jim was saying, uh, well, it's been a little dicey dinner this meet. Seventh race, I like the two. That's escrow. And by the way, I'm going to keep my wager, my $1 wager, under $100. It's actually going to be $81. The 50-cent variety is going to be $40.50. I'm going to go with the two escrow, Miguel Mena for Al Stahl, 3-1. to one. I'm going to use the three spokesman, 12-1, to one, Francisco Torres. And then the horse, actually, I'm going to bet a couple bucks to win on is the seven, calculating Jimmy, Leandro Gonsalves.
Year two there, you gotta love that. And uh, I'm, I wrote a little blog about Leander Gonzalez and his abilities. Actually, he had the Ravens run a grade two victory. This kid can flat out horseback, and he lived one of the toughest lives as as a youth, known to man. So, best of luck to him. Best of luck to him. So that's it in the seventh race. I go to the two, three, and the seventh in the eighth race. I'm going to go to the Real Dinas after the one. Kent D for Billy Mott. They team up together. They're only winning 19% together down at Keeneland. Then I'm going to go to the three, or excuse me, the 10. I go to the one Dinas after. Then I go out to the outside of the 10 rendition. Sean Bridgeman and Rusty Arnold, who is winning 15% down at Keeneland. $475,000 AP Indy purchase there. And then I agree with Jim Goodman, and I go with the 11 tolls. Julian Lepru and Al Stahl teaming up together. First time Lasix in a great bullet work. In the eighth of Keeneland, I go one. 10-11, I like that there. Ninth race of Keenan, a mile and a half on the turf. I'm going to go with the three that's cruising in the bridle, and that's Sean Bridgemahan and Mike Maker teaming up, exiting right off of a win in a very nice bullet workout there. So I like the three, currently 9-2, to two before the betting begins tomorrow. Then I go to the five, Dr. Karina, Julian Peru, and Tom Proctor. They team up, and they've won 33% this meet. Proctor's winning at a crisp 20%. I'm going to use the three and the five, and then I'm going to go to the eight. That is pure heaven, E.T. Baird for Rebecca Maker. In the ninth at Keeneland, I go three, five, and eight. Rounding it out is race number ten at Keeneland, and I'm going to go with the two, Zeke. And it's, uh, uh, Fernando Lenclute is aboard in even effort out last time. Uh, going to raise up a little bit in class. Six to one, I really see about seven, eight to one on the two, Zeke. And then I'm going to go to the eight to be Chaffee John, 10 to 1 with Jesus Caston on board for Martin Rook, second off of the dirt onto the beautiful poly track down there. Was a very nice price indeed last time out and ran a beautiful third, uh, changing from Jose Caleb to. Jesus Casnon, I think the jockey change is going to be all the difference in the world there, uh, especially down at Keeneland. And then I'm going to round out with the 12. That'd be Michelson. Robbie Alvarado is aboard, dropping like a rock and river for the six-year-old gelding. So I go 2, 8, and 12. So my ticket is a Keeneland, 7th race, 2, 3, 7. The 8th race, 1, 10, 11. The 9th race, 3, 5, and 8. The 10th race, 2, 8, and 12. 81 hoops. Catch it if you can. All right, let's do some Saturday handicapping here. We've got about six minutes here. We can talk about some races that we like on Saturday. It's funny how that works. I always find races that I like. I mean, even on the bad day, I always find races that I absolutely like. Tomorrow I'm playing in a little little contest, a little Friday mini on Horse Player Qualify. I'm gonna, actually, I finished 13th last week. week uh, prior, I was uh, third, so I, or excuse me, fourth. I was pleased with that effort. So uh, 13th last week, I'm knocking on the door, so I'm going to play tomorrow. And uh, maybe the boss, uh, maybe he'll stay busy and and I can play from my office uh, when someone's not looking. And that'll be tomorrow. But on Saturday, let's start with race number three. Let's go to Keeneland. And I I love Keeneland any time of the year. And it's race number three, the seven furlongs claiming $10,000 in the third race at, at Keeneland. And as Jim was saying, this ought to be a little bit of a washout. I'm going to go to the 9 Jerry Road. Leandro Gonzalez for Buff Bradley here. Uh, going to go from turf to the poly. Going to cut back a mile to seven furlongs. Won his last race. Actually, she's won her last two races out. Was heavily bet. Can she go three in a row? I see Jerry Road and Leandro Gonzalez winning the third at Keeneland. Going seven panels. That's, that's pretty sweet. Hey, this kid can ride. I... 
did a little blog on him. I, I had to say I was pretty proud that I mentioned him, and then right back the next week he, he turns in a grade two victory. So best of luck to him. He had a very, very tough life as a youth, and uh, I wish him nothing but the best, and uh, nothing but the best in the saddle and in life. On to race number four, Keeneland, a mile and a half on the turf, a nice allowance race, $52,000. Keeneland just comes up with the cash because they're just a class operation. I like the seven, that's Armstrong, Mills, Julian Le Peru, and the Irish for Christophe Clement. I think you've heard of these guys here on the turf. I mean, they can just flat out get it done and get it going. Beaten favorite last time out, I like Armstrong, Mill. Anytime Le Peru and Clement, they team together, they do some good things. They're 43% in the money. That is in the fourth race at Keeneland on Saturday. On to the race number six. We're going to go a mile on the turf, and as Jim said, it's allowed to be a washout. So, you know, proceed with caution, and especially take a look at your winning ponies, and you can change it up and change up your tabs. I like the eight dubious miss with Calvin Burrell. Not going to really elaborate on it much because I'm not sure just how the turf is really going to play. Then on the ninth race, a mile and an eighth, the Grade Two Fayette, and I love the ten in here. Dominican, Sean Brishman, and Darren Miller, four for five in the money at Keeneland. You talk about a horse for a course. Here it is, ten for twelve on the all-weather surface. Dominican going to be coming lights out down the lane. Sean Bridgeman definitely knows his way to the winner's circle. Road two there when I was at Keeneland yesterday. We're going to shift our tack up on Saturday to Hawthorne in race number three. Some great Illinois races that day. And I like the six secret, Ken, five to two, Eddie Perez and the Irons for Chris Block. They team up very well together. They won 27% of the time. That is secret, Ken, in the third race at Hawthorne. Race number four, it brings about number seven, Lakeway. Jesus Caston on for Chris Block. Chris Block and Jesus Caston on. This guy's a frequent traveler. Nine to two, and any horse that's actually been running Arlington has been doing very well, well anywhere they've been running. The fourth race at Hawthorne, I like the seven, Lakeway. In the fifth race at Hawthorne, with a $100,000 race there, I like the four, Shake and Quake. And three to one, get all you want to shake and quake in the fifth race at Hawthorne. Then go to the seventh race at Hawthorne, a mile and a sixteenth. A Bucks Boy handicap, $100,000 up for grabs. I like the three Stonehouse. Perry Compton, the Irons for Joseph Broussard, five for eight in the money at Hawthorne. you got to love that surface to actually run well on it. And this is third start off a layoff, and that's my really uh, one of my favorite angles. There was a bull at work out on October 25th, one minute and two-fifths. Uh, the best of 25. I like Stonehouse, Perry Compton, get all you want in the seventh race at Hawthorne. Race number eight at Hawthorne, the $100,000 Sun Power. I like the three Boston Outlaw, Camillo Pitty in the irons at six to one. Blinkers on in a bullet work. Boston Outlaw in the eighth race at Hawthorne. Blinkers on in a bullet work. And then I finish out my handicapping. Going to the ninth race at Hawthorne, I'm going to go with the eight in here. The eight is Mighty Rule, four to one, Jose Ferrar in town in the eighth race at ninth race at Hawthorne. Well, time flies when you're talking about thoroughbred racing. Winning ponies would like to thank our special guest, Mr. Jim Goodman, and you for tuning in, and the Cincinnati Kid for calling in and dishing out a few winners. Until next week, when racing's best of the best converge on Santa Anita, we'll be right here talking about the two-day event. And I'll be talking with noted handicapper Mr. John Engelhart, Turf Publicist of America President, my good friend and Turf Publicist Gardner at River Downs. So until next week, may your winners be many 
and your photos be few. Good night, everyone. Thanks for listening to Winning Ponies with Ed Meyer. We know the information from today's show will help you at the next post. Keep listening for more next Thursday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 5 Pacific, on the Voice America Sports Network. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.